0: Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today.
1: Awesome. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good, Lord. I've learned two things this week. Might have learned two lessons this morning. Number one is don't pray for patients unless you're a doctor.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and number two, if it's Sunday and you're a driver, <laughs> not everybody is out for a Sunday drive <laughs> looking at everything that's passing your way. So if you're out there, hurry up and get out of their way. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was praying and um, there's a few things that's really, really been on my heart, and um, and I kind of want share to them, share them at first. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your love and for just being there for us always and being so faithful, even when like there's things going on around us that are shaking and look situations that people are going through that look impossible, I thank you that that with you nothing's impossible, and that you are solid ground, and so Father, we thank you that we build our house on you, and that it is unshakable, and so we thank you for that. Thank you for your peace, thank you for being with us, and we give you the praise and the honor for that, in the mighty name of Yeshua, amen. amen. There's so much going on in this world, and uh as um there there's a few things that i really really um love about about the scripture but one of the things that i i really love is how it's alive mm-hmm. the bible says that the word the the word's sharp you know like a two-edged short sword that means it's cutting both ways right but it's something that you can depend on, and it's also one of our weapons, right? And so, so we can use this, but not to cut people, but to cut the enemy. Does that make sense? So, like, all my life I've seen a lot of religious people, and, and they'll use that, that Bible, and they're like, Yeah, this is my sword, and I'll cut your head off with it, you know? And it's, it's the right weapon, but it's the wrong attitude, and so we got to remember that people are not our enemies. People are our focus. And so the word of God says we don't war against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. And, and so our wars not against people. And so you see in this world and in everything going on how we can get so divided as people where we think, oh, well, they're my enemy, or that's my enemy, or, you know, that person's not a Christian, you know, they they might be an atheist, or they might be this, or they might be that, and so that means that they're not my, my, my um, they're my enemy, but the truth is, is that God, when He sent His only Son, He died for everyone, and He loves everyone, and so it's been real important to me in, in this season, because honestly, we're going through, through some, some battles, and it's been like a really tough last couple of months between my dad and some of the stuff that that we're going through right now, and so, and um, I always believe that the best policy when you're around people is to be transparent and honest, and say, you know something, we we get saved, and we meet Jesus, and we think that everything's always perfect, you know? Think we're skipping around like a Disney princess and the animals are following us. And, like, I'm a horse trainer, so it's good if my horses follow me. But, like, squirrels, rabbits, yeah, they can just kind of go their own way, right? But but we think that we're never going to go through stuff. And if we set people up to think that, you know what, everything's going to be rosy, and then when they hit those barriers and they hit those crises and we hit those things that challenge us, We start looking at those things as being really, really bad. And that it's like it's something that's meant to to take us down. But one of the things I've learned is any stone that the enemy throws at you is a stepping stone. Right? Any challenge that you face in front of you is an opportunity for promotion. You can't grow without challenges. You can't grow without struggle. And so every day in our life, we get to make a choice. And that choice is simply this. Do we want to be comfortable or do we want to grow? For me, I would love to be comfortable, right? God always asks me, do you want to be comfortable or do you want to grow? I want to be comfortable. Let's just sit down here. Like, I got this nice movie room in my house, and God's blessed us. Like, we lived for two years, we lived in a travel trailer in the middle of a horse pasture, Right? So we'd wake up with horses, like, bonking on our window, or, or we'd turn the TV on, and they'd go mess the satellite up, or, you know, and wading through mud, and so now God took us from that to houses, so we're so blessed, like, I got this movie room, and so I got these chairs, and they reclined, and they got a button, and like, like you know, it wasn't very long ago when I was lucky to sit down on the little camper chair and watch TV, and it seemed like it was in an impossible place. And it seemed like there was no hope. And it seemed like we were never going to get out of it. And then one day, just like that, God takes us. And, and and like we still had camp chairs when we moved into our house. And we're sitting in the living room. And me and Linda are looking at each other. And we're looking up. We're like, whoa, we can't catch the ceiling." <laughs> whoa, you know. And so, but God is a God like that, right? He's a God that... Now I look back on those times where, where it was so hard. But now I'm like, that was one of the best times that we ever went through. Because it allowed me and Linda to grow in ways that we never would have grown to where we could go into our next season and do it in excellence. So everybody you know, was going through the COVID season and, and having a really hard time. We are like, we already went through that season, you know, and we already been there. And so we were set up in a place where we could really, you know, have a perspective of, hey, we know what it's like to go through stuff. But at the same time, there's hope. And we have a God that loves us and a God that's for us and a God that'll fight for us and a God that, that is faithful even when everything else around us Looks like it's fallen apart. He is not. I'm telling you, the news in heaven is a whole lot more positive.
0: <laughs>
1: right? The new, news station in heaven says, says it just repeats what he says, which is like, like, with me, nothing's impossible. In all things, I'll work for the good of those who love me and are called according to its purpose. And you know what? The good thing about God's news station is it's not fake news. Because when he speaks, it is. Right? He said, let there be light, and there was. Let there be firmament on the earth, and there was. Let there be this, let there be that. I can make a song, "Let let it be. Right? But let there be, and there is. So our real focus should always be not on what's going on around you, but what's going on inside you. Because there is nothing going on around you that can take you down. But there are things that if they get inside us, they can tear our life apart. And they can shake us to the core. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking about? What's driving your thought processes? What's going through your mind? Is it it lining up with your heart and what God says? Is it lining up with what God's word says? I know there's so much going on, and I know, like, because we go through these seasons where there's, like, we do feel like Disney princesses. I'm at Disney Prince. I don't feel like a Disney princess. (laughs) I will clarify that, right? Especially since they're taping this. Someone's going to get this. Oh, Pastor James said he feels like a Disney princess, you know? (laughs) He's probably got dresses at home and high heels. And Like, I promise you, I have not worn a dress since I was in the sixth grade. (laughs) And that's the truth, right? <laughs> so, so and honestly, I should clear that up too, right? It was Halloween and they're like they get this great idea You need to dress up as a girl. I'm like, okay, so 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 they got me all dressed up like a girl and and with a dress and high heels and a wig and and I started walking down the street and people started whistling at me like guys And I was like, no, I'm way too pretty of a girl. So I went home and changed, and I've never put on another dress in my life. I won't even wear a robe to be a wise man at Christmas, because, like, I'm way too pretty, you know. And and Pastor James don't do dresses. so. So I don't do dresses for anyone out there. So where in the world was I at? I have no idea where I just went off on that trail, right? But anyway, I'm going to move on. How do you even recover from that one? So, But the point being is, is that um, when you run through those struggles, you're not alone. You have someone with you. And you have something inside you that's greater and, and a unity. And so I was talking earlier about my, my little um, theater chair. And it's like I, like, I got little lights on my cup holder. <laughs> like, I'm uptown, man. And so like, I just bump it and the light comes on and it's blue and I can see. And then like lights come out from underneath this thing. It's amazing what, what it'll do. But, but I can sit back in that thing and I can be comfortable And I can watch the Oklahoma Sooners beat everybody every Saturday, most of the time, when their coaches don't run off. (laughs) But we got blessed with a great one, too, anyway. But I still love you, brother Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans. That's an Oklahoma Sooner thing. They'll get it in Oklahoma, right? But so I'll sat back, and I'll be watching watching my football, or I'll be watching... um, a movie, and it seems like, okay, I'm comfortable, like I've got it made, I don't need nothing else going on in my world, I'm just going to just veg out, man, I was like, where does that come from, vegging out anyway, because vegetables just like play there or whatever and don't run from you when you go to eat them, couch you know, couch, couch potato, right, so, which reminds me of potato chips, which I can't <laughs> eat right now, thank you for that. So, but anyway, I'll sit there and I'll be watching this movie. And I'll watch that, and then I'll watch something. You think that I'm really comfortable, but even in that nice, comfortable chair after a while, man, my back starts getting a little <laughs> stiff. And I start having to move over here and move over there. And even though I think I'm comfortable, I'm really not. Do you know why? Because God did not ever design me to just sit there and let life pass me by. There's something inside me that says, yeah, it's great to watch a football game and it's great to watch a movie, but I want you to get up and do something too. And it's a gift. Like, I just think I need a new chair sometimes, but it's not the chair, right? You can't get any more comfortable. What's stretching you right now? What situations are stretching you? What situations are looking impossible? Because I'm telling you, those things are not there to destroy you, but they're an opportunity for you to see God do a great thing in your life that you never dreamed possible. Because we can trust Him. Well, how can we trust Him? How do we know, right? Well, number one in Matthew, he says, take no thought for tomorrow, right? Part of that thing is like I was talking about when things start going wrong, your mind starts racing. Am am I the only one that ever does that? And so I can literally be talking to someone, but I got this conversation going on in my mind or I got this problem going on in my mind, and so I'm right there, but I'm not present. I'm there, but I'm really not there. Am I the only one that does that? but like you're so worried about something or something's going so wrong or something just not working out or you're worried that something needs to go right but it hasn't gone right yet. So, so our mind just starts racing around and it just starts running here and we can be sitting there with people and, and they're like, hello, hello, did you hear what I said? Hello, hello. And all of it is we're just caught up in that so much that we can't really even hear God or find a solution that's what God's saying when he's in Matthew he says when, take no thought for tomorrow you know what he's saying don't take any thought you know the Bible talks about casting down imaginations and, and things that exalt themselves against him right what is that what's he talking about that's what he's talking about And if he says that that we can take no thought, and if he says that we can cast down imaginations, guess what that means? We can do it. But how do we do it? Not from the outside, but from the inside, because there's a helper, and we're not alone. And his name's Jesus. His name's Yeshua. The Bible says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Do you know what that means? If something's dead in your life, you have resurrection power living right inside of you. That's what Jesus isn't like, I'm going to give you resurrection. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Lazarus. Come forth. He didn't call something that needed to happen. He called who he was because he is resurrection. And he's a God who can breathe life into anything that you need life breathed into. And he'll do it in ways that you never dreamed. I ran from God. I got hurt in church when I was younger. And I was like, I ain't ever going back to church. My mom and dad are preachers. And um, sometimes you see things that, that you just can't shake out of your head because it's just not fair and it's just not right. So I was like, you know what? And I'm like a real communicator. Like, so I have a really hard time not talking and communicating. If, if, I, if I have a problem, if anyone ever works with me, one thing you'll know is I'm quiet, except when I need to communicate. And then I won't shut up. In fact, they're going to nickname me Triple M for Motormouth Maze. (laughs) Right? And so it's one of the things that's just in me because, like, I want a relationship with people. And I want people to know where I'm at. And I want to know what's going on. And so I was just kind of geared like that. And then I just shut off. And I was like, you know what? I'm running. I don't want nothing to do with church. I didn't say I didn't want nothing to do with God, but I was pretty mad at him. And so I was running from God. And my mom and dad would look at me and they're like, "Dang, you need to change your life. You're going to hell. And I was like, well, I'd rather be there than in church. Because to me right then, church looked more like hell. Is this too real?
0: Because
1: if we don't get real and we stay real fluffy, we're not ever going to grow. If we don't ever put our heart out there and say, this is what I've gone through and this is where I've been, how is anybody ever going to know that there's hope for themselves? I remember looking at my mom and dad saying, you guys are nuts. Why would anyone do that? I'll never be a preacher. <laughs> you can see how that worked out.
0: <laughs>
1: you know why? Because everything that ever happened to me turned out to be the biggest blessing ever. Because it gives me tools right now. It gives me ways to minister to people. It gives me ways to pastor. It gives me ways to work in situations that I never would have had if I hadn't been through that situation. And even though my mom and dad gave up on me, they, they literally thought I was going to hell. Not once did I. Because everywhere I would run, I'd run into God. Was a setup. (laughs) Wasn't even fair. How do you run from someone who's everywhere? Pretty impossible, isn't it? And you know what I found? He wasn't worried about me going to hell. He just wanted a relationship with me. He didn't want just my actions. He wanted my heart. Because right believing produces right actions. You can act right and be as fake uh, as a $3 bill. But God wants the real stuff. He wants to get down in those things with you. And He wants to do something great in your life if you can trust Him. That was my opening. Mm -hmm. I better get to preaching, right? <laughs> I love this. In um, John, chapter 14, verse 1, it says this. Do not let your heart be troubled. Okay? Do you ever think, like, you don't have power over what's going on around you? And the truth is... We don't. But what we do have power over is what's in our heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the mouth speaks. You can tell a lot how someone is when they start talking. Right? What's really on your heart? What do you really love? Like you go talk to someone, they they like, might like car shows, man. They might like, I got this 1964... Corvette, and it's the coolest car in the world, and I like this, and I like that, and you know immediately that they have a heart for cars, or someone says, you know what, I'm a Texas Longhorn fan, and I'm like, come out in the name of Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: I know right away I got to cast that devil out of them, right? But or someone says, you know what, I like the Green Bay Packers, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a cheesehead, you know, or or someone loves basketball, or someone, you know, watches. I love watches, if anyone wants to know. I got one watch, and it took me 20 years to get it, because I got it for a 20-year anniversary present, right? (laughs) And so, anyway, um, you can find out in a hurry where where someone's heart at. Then you hear people that love Jesus, man. They've been through hell. Or maybe they're going through hell and they're like, man, you just don't understand. I've been through this and I've been through that. And you know what, Pastor James, you're a pastor and like you're handsome and you're smart and you're good looking and you have a pretty wife. Not as pretty as you, but she's pretty. You live in a cool house and you got a nice truck and you got horses and like you don't know what it's like to struggle. I want to tell you something, man, we do. We absolutely do everything's perfect with your kids and you got grandkids and you never had a problem in your life. Oh man, I wish that was true. But it's not. But we can find in our life, even as I'm going through those things, when you hear someone's heart saying, man, I'm having a hard time, pastor. Or I'm having a hard time, pastor. Or I'm having a hard time, you know, believer or my friend. You can hear their heart, and it gives you an opportunity to say, you know what? I can be real and tell you I've been through some stuff. Rather than say, oh, well, give it to God. Yeah, that's great advice in the proper context. This is what I went through, and this is how. The Bible says that we are, we are overcomers by the power of the blood and, and something else. And the word of our testimony, there's power in your story. You are the only ones on this planet who have a story like that. God has created and called you to live that out. And as you live that out, there's people that are going to come around you that are going through some stuff. And they're not there by coincidence. You know, in Hebrew, there's not even a word for coincidence. It's not a coincidence. And so as you're around other people and you can be, you know what, man, I, I've been through that. Or maybe I'm going through this. And be real. That's what God wants in our life. He wants us to be real. He wants us to be transparent. He wants people to know that you're real. And if you're real, I know that probably you're God's real, too. Christmas season coming up is one of the seasons where there's more suicides than at any other time. Period. I think that's quite ironic. Do you know why I think it's ironic? Because it should be the most joyous time of the year. I mean, don't they watch the Hallmark Channel? Listen to the radio. Everything's going... Big and good around, but then in their life it looks like everything's crumbling. There's people that need you. Like, well, Pastor, that's your job. Actually, if you read the scriptures, that is not my job. Mm-hmm. The Bible says says that he's given us the fivefold ministry to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, not to do it all ourselves. Right? You guys are ministers. The Bible said you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. There's nothing common or ordinary about you guys. Or about me, for that matter, which is obvious. (laughs) But he wants to do something great in you this season and around you and someone else that will just open it up our hearts. But it says... Let not your heart be troubled. And I love this. And you know why it says, let not your heart be troubled? It starts off next with trusting God. What? Trusting God, but you don't see the wind and the waves and the storm. And Peter saw it. But he saw Jesus. And as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was walking on the water. But the moment he got out of his focus on Jesus and started looking, the Bible says he saw that the wind and the waves, the wind was boisterous. So he's like, yeah, I'm walking on water, but I'm not sure I can do it when the wind's blowing. And <laughs> he got his eyes off, off of Jesus. The Bible says a double... Minded man is unstable in all his ways. Do you know why? Because we're flip-flopping here. Oh, maybe God's word's right. Well, he didn't come through here. Well, maybe he's like, and you know what? You're bouncing all over the place. You can't even walk in a straight line. Don't get pulled over. Because we take our focus off of where it belongs. This word's great. I was talking about the word being a sword. But the word's not just a sword, it's a person. Mm-hmm. And his name's Jesus. And he's in here all the way from Genesis to Revelation, from Holy Bible to genuine leather. Mm-hmm. Like everything. That's You want to find out who Jesus is? You can find out in his word and through his word. I only have 45 minutes left.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. But do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. The one thing you can find out when you're reading the scriptures when you see capital G O D, or you go in through the scriptures and you see a, a a a big L, capital O, capital R, capital D. It's giving you clues. Like, or if you see a, a big L and then little O R D, that's Adam and I, right? And then, if you see the, all the else, it, it's Yahweh, right? In Hebrew, it's yud heh vad which is, you don't even say that. Like, as a Jewish person, if you write the name, of, name G, it's Dash-D, right? Because it's God. But when you see God, when I see God, I think, go back to the Old Testament, and I think of God because I think of Elohim, the Creator, the Creator of the universe what he's telling me when I read this, and this is me personal, trust in Elohim. Well, who is Elohim? He's a God who spoke life into a piece of dirt and created man. And if he can speak life into dirt and breathe on it and it can become a man, what can you do with your situation? Man, I'm here to tell you that there is hope. There's hope for anything and everything that you 're going through. And his name's Jesus. This is the season of hope. This is the season of promises fulfilled. This is the season where we, we remember. You know, um, Mary getting pregnant, but we forget about her cousin getting pregnant with, with, with John the, the mikvah or the baptizer, right? We wouldn't even have a name on our church. Like, if, if it wasn't for that miracle, we'd have a different name probably, But right? It's a season of miracles. That was a place where they thought they could never, ever, ever conceive They thought something was dead in their life. And it's a season of promise because what happened? And a lady and a man who were technically dead in their reproduction gave birth. And gave birth to a promise. Like, yeah, but you don't understand. It hasn't happened yet. And it looks like it's impossible. That's great because we got Mary to look at now. God says, if we can't do it by natural means and I can't resurrect things, guess what I will do? I will create on my own. I don't need your help. I mean, he needs our help in a way. He's like, I'm God, I can do what I want. I'm Elohim. It's a season of promise. It's a season of promises fulfilled. We can celebrate we can let that know. Trust in God. I mean, how do you not let your heart be troubled? Trust in God. One of the things I learned training cults. Like I can impose my will on that cult, and it's going to be a long day where I can build a relationship with them step by step, and they learn to trust me. And so we've got an inside-out relationship instead of an outside trying to get in because you will never get in the other way. Trust in God. Trust in Him. And then just in case you miss the first one. Let me read this one more time. I know it's a little redundant but you're used to me by now. I hope. Do not let your, whose hearts? Yours. Your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Okay, and then just in case you missed it, it says, trust also in me. Like I'm alone, Pastor James. No one's with me. I feel like I'm hopeless. Bible says we're two and more a gather. He's there. I'm telling you, you're like, Well, it's just me. No, it's not. You've you got you, you got the Father, you got the Son, you got the Holy Spirit, you got a majority with you. You got angels surrounding you. You got got things working on your behalf in a realm that you can't see that would blow your mind if you could see how great God is. He is working on your behalf even when you can't see. Are you going to just trust your eyes? Are you going to trust your heart and trust in Him? The choice we get. So Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank you for your peace. Father, we are in the season of peace, the season of nothing missing, nothing broken, a season where even though things seem impossible and look really hard, that you're still king of the universe, and you're still the one who creates, created everything with your word. And so we thank you for your word, and we thank you that it will not return into you void, but it will accomplish what you set it to. And we thank you that right now you're, you're giving us clarity, not to see just in the outside, but we're seeing on the inside and seeing what you want us to do, where you want us to go, the steps that we need to do in trusting you and acting out our faith, but mostly resting in you, resting in, in who we are in you and resting on the promise that, that you will do what you say because you can't lie. And we thank you for that, Father. I pray for protection around everyone that is in this building, in this church, in, in earshot of this, whether it's on, on, uh, through sound or video. Father, I thank you right now that there will be life in their life. We break that, that, those thoughts of suicide off right now in the name of Jesus. And we say you will live and not die Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.